Hey guys, welcome to uh, week two of uh, Sanding My Wood podcast. It's Casey and Kyle, and today we're going to be talking about all kinds of good issues. We've got all kinds of good stuff going on this week, and uh, actually it's kind of funny, me and uh, Kyle was just talking about uh, a story that was happened last year. Uh, me and my buddy Boyd, man, he got married and we went down for his wedding and he got married at six in the evening and we started drinking at 9 a.m. And, uh, let's see, he, uh, his dad came up to us about five and he pulls out a handle of liquor and he said, uh, I'm not taking any home with us. So you guys drank all that the day of his wedding? Well, see, he got married at six, so we had to stop about 5.30 to get all organized and stuff go down walk down the aisle and all that stuff and then we continued to drink after the i do's <laughs> how pissed off was the bride she wasn't she actually i uh, i've seen her partake beforehand <laughs> nice yeah. nice yeah so it was a good time it was, those, those are the best weddings like i've been in quite a few weddings i've been on the stage and i've been i guess behind the scenes with weddings and uh you always enjoy the open bar and the atmosphere. I, I at least always enjoy getting dressed up, the atmosphere, the random drinks, the random dances with the bride's mom. I mean... Well, I have to say the best part about his wedding was uh, I didn't have shoes or pants whenever I went down there. And he's like, don't worry about it, we'll get it. So we go to the store and we're, we find one pair of pants in my size, and I absolutely love these, man. They are... Uh, I can't remember what brand they are, but they're so soft and they're... I just want to be able to wear dress pants one time to go out. And uh, it was funny because I'll never forget this. Me and him went to uh, Belk, and we was shopping for wedding shoes, and it had to be brown. And uh, I didn't know what monk straps were. I have no idea what they are. You know the fancy little buckle straps that go across the top of the pair of dress? That's a monk strap. Hmm. Well, I'm sitting there putting the shoe on, and the lady asked me if I want to use a shoehorn. What's a shoehorn? That's my exact question. And she said, well, if you don't know what it is, I guess you don't need one. It's apparently if you Google what a shoehorn is, it goes in the back of your shoe and it keeps you from breaking down the back of your shoe. It just opens it up and slides your foot in. Hmm. Essentially, it's what fancy people use to put their shoes on. I was going to say, that seems like way too many steps on getting shoes on. I agree. I agree. But it was, uh, it was fun. But like, for example, my wedding, man, not before my wedding, I think we stopped drinking at six and we had pictures at eight. My uh, my cousin's wedding, we went to Hawaii. There was a big group of us that went. There was probably 25 or 30 of us that booked this big trip to Hawaii. And it was a week-long trip. And then we partied all week beforehand. And then the day of the wedding was on Thursday. Well, I was the best man. My cousin, me and him, we, we get dressed. We start drinking around, I don't know, probably 1 o'clock in the evening. and Because uh, he couldn't see the bride, of course. So we start drinking. And we drink and drink. And it was like hot as hell that day. That's the good part. And you just sweat it all out and you never get well, nowhere with it. We, <laughs> we got to drinking and then we went through the whole ceremony. And I felt like the ceremony was just taking forever because here I am, half yeah, liquored up. I had to piss. And then I'm the only one up there on, like, and it wasn't a stage, but it was like in front of everybody else with my cousin the bride, and then the uh, maid of honor. There's just four of us up there with the preacher. So we're going through this whole spill, you know, and he's taking forever to get the I do's through. 
And I'm sitting there thinking in the back of my mind, like, okay, we got to get through this. Then we still have to get through pictures before I can go piss. And I'm about to piss my pants. <laughs> like, and there was one point in time where we were doing the group photo. And before we done the group photo, I looked at everybody and I'm like, listen, we have to get this done because I'm going to pee my pants if we don't hurry up. And they're like, we made well, for a good story. Though. Oh, well, it turns out the first 15 pictures wasn't good enough. So we had to get more pictures and more and more. And finally, I'm just like, you guys, sorry, but I'm like half a mile away from a bathroom. And I still got to go. So <laughs> here I am running across this big, long open yard at the Lahaina Resort in Hawaii. And I'm running in and I would go in. And of course, the bathroom was closed for cleaning. And I'm like, oh, I don't have a hotel card key to get up to my room. So I'm sitting there thinking like, what am I going to do? So like the men's restrooms close and I'm looking around, I'm like, there's no women. Screw it. So I went to the women's restroom. I'm like, I'm going to make this quick. I'll be in, out. No one will know I'm in here. Okay. Some chick walked in. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that Not only happened. a some chick. It was some chick, her hot older sister looked like, and their mother. Oh, man. And let's just say it was awkward. Because I had ripped a loud one and it still like it stunk kind of because you know when you're pissing and you're like you always got a fart it always, never fails always so it was like and then I'm like oh. and about that time I hear the door open and someone goes oh my god mom what was that and here I am walking out of the stall and I'm like just daring the headlights look I didn't know what to say I was like. Sorry. That's almost as bad as going to like a speedway or something that has a single bathroom. Oh. You really got to go and you got to go in the women's and then they're full waiting on you when you come out and they just stand there and look at you like, really? Yeah. Yeah, it was awful. It was embarrassing. And I don't get embarrassed, but uh, after the wedding, well, the whole ceremony and pictures, I got to drinking mojitos Never with everybody. One. Never had one. You've not lived until you've had, until you've been mojito drunk, you've not lived, Okay. <laughs> So, I bet I had, there was an open bar, I bet I had probably 15 on top of champagne, on top of, I had a couple whiskey sours, um, my wife at the time, she had a mixed drink and she didn't like it, it was vodka and something, and I, of course, here I am, the human trash can, I drank it my too, drank it. and uh, blacked out. <laughs> so here I am, dancing with the bride's mom slow dancing of course oh yeah and while she's dancing with her dad and my cousin i don't know where he was he might have went to go piss or something i don't know but he wasn't there so um apparently i had laid my head on i'm just gonna say lauren because it's just easier saying the bride lauren's mom's shoulder just like crashed right <laughs> on it and then next thing I know, they're like setting me down and I'm like all almost passed out and it was a good time. But I, I mean, if we want to talk drunken stories, oh man, I, got I have a, I got a good one for you. So 2000, oh, let's see, 2010. Yeah. It was February, 2010. I was in my big party phase. Um, I was right out of college we were partying at this house all the time in town. And uh, I I was always known to just drink liquor. I never drank beer at that point in time because I hadn't acquired the taste for beer, I guess you could say. 
And uh, so we're all sitting there drinking, and we had this cup, and it was probably like a 16-ounce cup, but it had a bunch of skulls on it. It was a plastic cup, and we always called it the cup of death. Well, every night at, towards the end of the party, we'd find all the liquor left over, and we'd pour just a little bit of everything in that cup. And then we'd all take it, you know, sprawl it up, and we'd all just take a little sip. Well, I had already crushed a bottle of Jaeger at this point in time. A full fifth, myself, blacked out. Stupid. So, they're all smelling, and they're like, oh man, fuck that. Like, no way, I ain't doing that shit. Well, gets around him. My, the, my buddy sitting next to me, Cody, and he's like, there's no way anybody here is going to stomach this. And I'm like, give me that, you pussy. And I take it from him and I chug it. Okay? And I, when I'm saying I chug it, I literally probably should have died that night. And so I slammed this whole thing back and I'm sure I wore a lot of it. And um, I called the mayor of Hanging Rock drunk <laughs> and left him a voicemail at 3 a.m. Now, this is the same point in time where Big Green Tractor by Jason Aldean just came out, okay? Right, right. So it was a very popular song, and it was on the radio constantly. So it was probably playing whenever I was listening or leaving this voicemail. So I had left the voicemail, and on the voicemail I said, Dayer Mavison, if you don't, or this summer, I'm going to come down there and cut your grass naked in cowboy boots and a mullet wig while listening to Big Green Tractor. And if you don't let me, I'm going to shit on your front porch. And then I hung up the phone. Don't remember any of it. The next morning, his daughter, who's in high school at the time, okay, she sends me a Facebook friend request. And I'm like, this is weird, whatever. Except, I, I mean, I'm hungover as fuck. Didn't, didn't care. And uh, so... <laughs> As soon as I accept it, I get this message from her, and it was, that voicemail you left dad last night was hilarious. So immediately, I'm like, what voicemail? <laughs> and then she goes on and tells me, well, and I'm like, oh my God, I am so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Like She's like, oh, it's okay. Dad thinks it's hilarious. And by the way, he's already let all your uncles listen to it. <laughs> so... My whole family knew about it before I knew about it, and I left voicemail. Oh, that's great. That's Classic great. Kyle. We was up in, uh, me and a buddy of mine was up in Fort Dix, New Jersey. And if you've ever been there, there's nothing around. Like we've been to, there's a tavern off post called Terra's Tavern. We spent a couple nights eating there, we was up there for a week, and we ended up going to... Uh, we tried to find a Ruby Tuesdays, which we ended up driving like 45 minutes to find this Ruby Tuesdays. And uh, I started drinking, and my buddy looked at me, and he said, Hey, I order it, you drink it, I'll drive back to the hotel. That's never a good idea. I said, Okay, why not? So I had a, uh, I had, let's see if I remember what I had. I had a Bud Light. I had a Jack and Coke, a Jameson, four shots of Knob Creek, a Black Russian a white Russian, and I finished it off with another shot of Knob Creek. I can't do Knob Creek. Oh, man. I made it. Apparently, at some point in time, I was trying to pee in somebody's driveway, and he wouldn't let me out. And then I get back to the hotel, and we're going up 
the elevator to our room, and we had a smoking room because me and him both smoked at the time. That's terrible for you. Do uh, not smoke. Yeah, I know. Anybody on here listening, don't smoke. Don't smoke. It's terrible. Don't start. Don't try it. We get back up to the room, and he's like, you all right? I'm like, yeah, and I go in the bathroom. I come back out, and I lay down, and you know it's bad as soon as you lay down. And it hits you. And you start spinning. Oh, and you dude. put that one foot on the ground to try to get everything to stop spinning, and it that's, doesn't work. That's the worst. Well, I mean, he looked at me and said, you all right? And I said, yeah, I'm good. And then he's apparently, allegedly, I filled the trash can to the brim. Oh. And uh, he was, well, I had to drive home the next morning, so... He stays awake because apparently after I filled up the trash can, I laid flat on my back the rest of the night. Yeah. He's like, man, which he's a medic, so he was like, I can't go to sleep knowing that you might yeah. aspirate. He's like, man, I stayed up all night. And I ended up driving back from Fort Dix that night. Well, I made it to Morgantown, West Virginia, and a buddy of mine called me. He said, hey, where you at? I said, Morgantown. He said, so you'll be home about four? I said, yeah. He said, I'll be at your house. I said, all right. I show up at my house and there's like four other people there, my wife, and I walk in and they're like, hey, let's go to the liquor store. I'm like, okay. So you're probably still, I don't want to say drunk, but still hung over. Very much so. Yeah. And oh. uh, my buddy's like, let's go to the liquor store. I'm like, all right, so we go and I spend a couple hundred bucks and go back to the house. And uh, they kept telling me I was a shot down. And I kept seeing them have drinks and they're like, man, you're shot down, you're shot down. Well, I ended up drinking a fifth puking my guts out and apparently I passed out and they got me upstairs. They stayed at the house, which my wife had to work the next morning at like six o'clock and they were still at the house at three running around the apartment. Oh. And uh, at some point in time, the one that started the whole mess, he was outside with a cowboy hat on screaming, I'm a cowboy with no clothes on, just having a good time waking all neighbors up. It was a good time. The same night that uh, I was telling you about where I called the mayor, I had, uh, apparently, after I called the mayor, I had started throwing up in a laundry basket with clothes in it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Terrible. Feel I feel, well, I don't feel bad about now because fuck those bitches, but <laughs> I had filled her laundry basket up full of puke, and they thought I was going to die, so they carried me to the bathtub, laid me in the bathtub, hosed me down to keep my body temperature down. And yeah, it was it was a bad night. <laughs> I had a buddy that walked in that night, and they he tried to get me. He tried to let them let him take me to the hospital for alcohol poisoning, and they said no. Well, when they said no, um, it turned into he's leaving because he don't want to see his buddy die at this house party, and. <laughs> It was, it wasn't a good time. There was, it was a bad next day. I will say that's one good thing about being on a volunteer fire department is they get drunk and always start an IV on each other and <laughs> hope for the best. Man, we uh, uh, well, you know Red, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was a night that he can't. He used to come to the parties with us all the time, and. uh I had got crappy drunk again off Jaeger because me and Jaeger's like best friends. But uh, I took off. We were playing dizzy bat in this long hallway, okay? And so you'd do a shot of Jaeger. You'd spin on the bat. You'd run down this hallway, 
chug a beer, run back down the hallway, and then do another shot. I'll get so, you drunk fast. <laughs> well, <laughs> I had missed the stairwell, or I had missed the hallway, went down the stairwell, and tumbled down to the bottom, and here I am laying upside down against this door at the bottom of the stairwell that went outside. So I'm laying down there, and I'm drunk, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. This is awful. And about that time, Red opens the door, and I just fall down, like fall right outside. So Red picks me up, carries me upstairs, and sets me on the top step. Now, mind you, I'm like 155 pounds at this point in time, and Red's like 320. So, you know, him carrying me up the stairs is nothing for him. So I uh, I get upstairs, and he sets me down. He's like, now, don't fall back down the steps. I'm not carrying you up again. And I'm like, okay, Red. And about that time, I fall back down a couple steps. And then my cousin, Zach, he grabs me and carries me back upstairs, pass out in the kitchen on a couch. So the next morning... <laughs> I had woke up and rolled off the couch. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> the couch was in the bathroom next to the bathtub full of ice water. When I rolled off the couch, I landed in the bathtub. Oh, that sucks. Full of ice water. And I went from still drunk to instantly pissed off and sober. Oh, yeah. So the same laundry basket I threw up in a few weeks prior, <laughs> I filled it up full of ice water. And found my buddy in bed with a chick and made sure they both woke up as well because I know he was the one that was behind it. Oh, yeah. And they all got a, like, he wasn't even mad. He thought it was hilarious that I had actually rolled off the couch into the bathtub full of water. But uh, it was just a good time. You know, your early 20s are honestly by far the strangest and probably most fun time. I think anybody ever has. Early 20s in the military was very interesting as far as learning how to drink. <laughs> I guarantee it. See, I started drinking in high school. and A little bit, but not like I did whenever uh, I hit 22, 23 to 26, 27. We were playing low card my junior year of high school at a buddy's house with a bottle of 151. Oops. So everybody deals... One card, mm-hmm. you flip it over, whoever has the lowest card does a shot. Right. And there's only four of us. Oh, yeah, I'll get so that quick. we crushed a bottle pretty quick, and one of my buddies done like eight shots back to back to back, and next thing you know, he's outside puking, and we were also playing Risk, the board game, drunk. It ended violently with the table being flipped over, everyone cussing each other, um, that game takes forever, but it's high school, and you're you're learning how to basically if you can hold your liquor or not, which no one can in high school. But it's just without those experiences, I feel like people don't grow up. People won't nah. get to their twenties or won't get to college and know how to actually drink or handle liquor or. I don't know. Without having to have somebody babysit you the whole time, because that's the absolute worst. It is, and it's embarrassing when you got to have someone babysit you. And I've had to be babysat, but I've also babysat other people. So babysat, I've been dragged out of places, cut off, and Mm -hmm. uh, you've seen me get cut off at a local bar. Yeah, Uh, that was the first night home from basic training, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good time. 
On a different note, though, I got a package in the mail this week that had my kill shirt in it. Did it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How come I've not seen a picture of this thing yet? Well, you know, I kind of forgot about it until this <sighs> afternoon. And uh, if you're listening to this, you can follow us on Instagram at Sanding My Wood, and I'll post a picture on there. Um, it is a uh, blue with pink flamingos. Nice. And man, it is awesome. It's super soft and silky. It's great. And then uh, what else came in that package? There's something. Oh, I ordered a tool, and I'll go ahead and mention this on here because it's kind of neat. Have you ever uh, assembled a lower receiver for an AR? E. Everything but the trigger assembly. Okay, so you know... At the pivot- I, I don't know anything about the trigger assembly. Okay. So. <laughs> at the pivot pin, you know you have the detent and the spring. Mm-hmm. I found this tool on Amazon, and uh, it essentially what it does is covers up the pivot pin and the detent so that it doesn't come out and smack you in the face. Nice. And it just so happened to end up in my cart, and I bought it. And I'll tell you what, after I learned how to use it, it is fantastic. Really? Oh, yeah, it's great. Best $10 I ever spent. It's only ten bucks. It's only ten bucks, dude. That's awesome. Oh yeah. So, are you a fan of Milwaukee tools? Now that we're talking about AR-15s, have you saw the Milwaukee AR-15? I seen that you posted on Facebook today, dude. Kyle. My mind was blown. That is uh... like it's by far. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not. If you're gun enthusiasts like we are, or I'll not, tell you it what, don't matter if you are or not. That's Kyle your opinion. Just shoot it to me, and I'll upload it to our Instagram tonight. And just if... go to my page and just pull it off there okay. if you can. That works. And then. Because my service sucks here. But uh, it's by far probably the coolest thing I think I've seen this week. I could one-up that with another one. I've seen a local gun range posted that they had Deadpool's pistol. Have you seen that? No. Oh, man, I wish I had a picture of it. It is Deadpooled out. It's red, and it's red, black, and it is absolutely stunning. I I feel like uh, I saw one that that had the Joker themed the ha-ha-ha all over it. Yeah. And it was a purple and green, and it was an AR, but I can't remember where I saw it at. It might have been Instagram or Facebook. I don't know. But I remember seeing one, and I thought that was really cool. But I feel like the comics are getting a little overdone. A little bit. A little with, bit. With certain things. And don't get me wrong, I love, I love Deadpool, and I love the Joker and the comics and that kind of thing. But... I feel like it's being kind of overused and overplayed. It's not appreciated like it used to be. Yeah, no. I mean, which, and I see what they're doing. They're trying to keep up with the Marvel world. And, yeah. But, I mean, when you have a company that owns you, such as Disney, that has a never-ending pile of money to throw at it. Yeah. Then it's, yeah, I understand. I understand. So, you've been keeping up with any news this week? A little bit. A little bit. I went through down, I went through a few rabbit holes this week of YouTube and um, a few podcasts and, I've, it's just, this whole COVID-19 thing is just a shit show. And oh, we, I agree. My personal opinion is the economy needs to open. I understand we need to do it slowly. If we open it all up at once, we're just going to have another pandemic. And then, but if we don't open it up soon, I feel like they're going to throw us into another depression. I agree. I agree. Um, actually, one of our listeners has requested, and I almost forgot about this. So, Eric, if you're listening, this is for you. That we need to explain why celebrities and sports figures have kept their mouth shut over this whole thing. Have you noticed that? You know, usually the celebrities and your sports figures have always had something to say. And now that they are considered non-essential and they're unemployed, because every one of them is unemployed, there ain't nobody working in the in the media world right now as far as sports and movies go. 
I, I listened to a, uh, I think his name's Stephen A. He's an ESPN reporter, but he's big on like the basketball and the baseball reporting and stuff like that. And he was actually really adamant and backing the president of getting the at least the players to get playing again and to get some of these other employees that are essential for sporting, for sports, playing in. Because right now, you look at each individual team and each individual sport, and you probably have close to 600 to 1,000 people per team, per sport. Right. By the time you get to through the accountants and through the managements and, you know, the assistants and everybody all in all, you're right around 1,000 employees probably. Each one of those are unemployed. Now, the professional athletes, they can afford to go financially without pay. As long the as managers, they budgeted their money fairly, yeah. Yeah, the managers, they can afford mm-hmm. to go without money. Coaches. Coaches can afford to go without money. Now, some of these low-level, like the uh, sports trainers and the um, those, like the water boys or the bat boys or whatever, they're the ones that probably can't afford, you know, and with this unemployment, I've seen people that filed for unemployment March 31st. No, March, oh, shoot, I think it was like March 13th or 14th. I don't know, it was middle of March. And they just now received their first unemployment check. Like, I get that unemployment checks take a while to get in because I was on unemployment before, and I know it took three or four weeks to get it in. But whenever you have what is it, 30% of the population right now that's trying to draw? Well, here's what blows my mind. We'll go ahead and talk about some unemployment for a little while. Um, what blows my mind is there's not an unemployment office anymore. No. Everything, everything is done is online. Online or over the or phone. Over the phone, which is kind of stupid. Well, and we'll get back to... Well, I want to touch on this because if you try to do it on the phone, you're more than likely not going to get hold of somebody because of the social distancing laws. And then the people that are there... And their little cubicles are probably spaced out so far apart that they only have half the office working. Yeah, and that increases wait times. And then you have a whole different generation of people that doesn't isn't familiar with or has never had to use mm-hmm. the unemployment system as far as using it online. Yeah. And I mean, and it's nothing against older people or anybody that's not... Well, I'm going to use tech savvy there, but I know firsthand that government websites suck anyway yeah i mean yeah and when i was drawing out of pennsylvania there last year um once you because when you file initially you have to also file you file for your employment but then you also have to file your bi-weekly claim at the same exact time now on that page it don't tell you to do that so you can file and it's in the system and you think you're good to go for a couple weeks but then you don't receive anything. And they're like, oh, you got to file your bi-weekly claim with it. So then you have to do the whole thing all over again right. and, and file your bi-weekly claim at the same time, which doesn't make sense because if you're filing for the first time, you think that your bi-weekly claim, that would be your first bi-weekly claim on that week. Right. But and once you get it set up and you go through the whole system, it's nothing but a couple clicks here and there, and you're through it once you get through the first phase online. Right. Right. Did you get your uh, Trump check? I did. Because now he's your sugar daddy, baby. <laughs> I did get my Trump check, and let's just say it's uh, it's going to be spent on 
well, I don't want to say what it's going to be spent on yet because I'm not 100% sure yet. And mine went in a savings account. Mine's probably going to go somewhere in the savings, but it might go towards my truck payment. Yeah, I understand that. Part of mine went to buying a bunch of Jeep parts. and. Oh, yeah? yeah. What'd you get? I ended up getting some Smittybilt fenders, and I got a Smittybilt bumper, which, mm-hmm. let me tell you about this. So, I had a... Uh, uh, trucking company get a hold of me about delivering these to my house because the package is 195 pounds and uh apparently it's my responsibility as a consumer to have to uh to have to figure out how they're going to get it off the truck when they get it to my house now under my opinion of that that is the uh, trucking company's responsibility and not my own they should have known whenever I ordered the product that it is going to a residence and not a shop. Well, and here's where I'm at with it. Like, I agree with you. I fully agree with you. But I got a buddy that works at UPS, and they're so understaffed right now with all the online shopping that's going on. Like, even their normal deliveries and pickups, they're having to limit their pickups because of their deliveries. Well, that's the and weird thing. It's not coming like a UPS or FedEx. It's coming from a trucking company. Then I don't understand why the company you order from online, why they don't have their own delivery system. Like even even for tracking, like I know with Amazon, Amazon uses mostly like FedEx or UPS. They don't hardly send anything through U- United States Postal Unless Service. Unless it is uh, usually small packages from Amazon will come U.S. mail. Or, well, well, it'll go UPS until it gets to... Uh, local. Yeah, local, and then they'll transfer it over to... U.S. Yeah. Well, I just think that uh, they should have asked you prior to this rather than waiting to the last minute. I agree. It should have been somewhere, I mean, or split it up, because, I mean, it technically was two different products. Yeah. One was a four-piece set, and one is an individual set. Especially if you're already paying for the shipping on it, like... Shipping was free, so I'm not going to complain about that. Oh, well. But, yeah, I'd like to see a semi back in your driveway, or I'm back going, out onto the I cannot wait until Monday gets here. Which, well, speaking of, if you're listening to this... It is going to be Sunday, which is my birthday. That's my ex-wife's birthday and my sister-in-law's birthday. Everybody's birthday's on April 19th, so happy birthday. Thank you. Get old 29. 29. Knocking on 30 off a hard. Well, next year I'll hit my third 29, or second, no, third 29th birthday. So you're getting old. Yeah, I know. I'll tell you what. Verizon. They send me more texts saying, your bill is due. This yeah, is the third one I've seen. Like, I, I know, but... I will say that I like, uh, I like Verizon overall, but I believe I'm getting ready to switch back to AT&T. I, Around here, you get better service with AT&T than you do Verizon. Yeah, I just... I feel that... I've been with Verizon for so long, oh, and when I was, with a, I was with AT&T in like my freshman year of college... But it just seemed my bill, like every month, would just increase. And then they could never explain why my bill was increasing. They're like, oh, yeah, it's because of this or that. And I'm like, eh, I don't fully trust you guys, so I'm just going to go to Verizon. And I've been with Verizon since. Verizon got me with the home last time I went in there. Oh, they got me with the two. It sucks. <laughs> I, I, I never even turned mine on. 
I paid ten dollars a month extra for two years, yeah. and never turned it on. Yeah, I've got it plugged in, plugged in, but it is absolutely stupid. It's yeah, stupid. it's it's trying to act like a computer chip for for anybody that don't know the hum device. It kind of acts like a diagnostic tool for your car. It, it plugs into your OBD2 sensor. And then it's supposed to scan the computer, and any kind of light that comes on is supposed to transfer that message to your phone and tell you what's going on. But it also reports your driving habits. See, that's what I don't like. I don't trust that shit. I agree. I don't trust it either. But my problem is, is it like you have Progressive and all these big insurance companies that use it now too that say, oh, it won't affect your insurance score. But I'm going to tell you, driving with that thing plugged in. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tap your brakes to go around a curve and it says you slammed on your brakes or you can, you know, give a little gas coming out of a curve and it says you accelerated too quickly and it is just, uh, I don't like it none. See, I feel like that's why I never did do like the, who was the insurance company? Progressive? Progressive was the first one. Yeah, I know, I don't trust that. Like, I don't, it's not that I have no, like anywhere to hide where I'm going, but I don't want my moves track constantly i mean by an insurance company no i don't especially like you shouldn't have to and they should not base your they should base your rates off of your driving record not off your your driving history not your current because you know if someone pulls out in front of you you're going to slam on the brakes right exactly and then that's going to go against you you're going to get points against you because somebody pulled out in front of you it wasn't your fault or a kid runs out in the road yes you know what i mean especially in like a cow the other day we're at over there on that same road where Sarah hits the tree at. Oh, man. I was driving along, and I'm like, hey, there's a cow standing in the middle of the road. But, uh, yeah. That's Things awesome. that we see on our daily Only drives. in Ohio. We'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Only in Ohio. Uh, man, so what do you think about uh, old Biden still in the running? I... I just think it's a little funny how Biden wasn't winning shit during the beginning of this. Okay, no, I'm so I'm talking like any of the Democratic debates at the beginning. Debate. He did. He wasn't winning debates. He wasn't even the popular candidate during debates. Everyone dropped out, and then it was just him and Bernie left. Bernie said that he was not going to drop out. Then Bernie drops out and fully endorses Biden. Which, I think, my personal opinion, Bernie took money from, from the Biden from, campaign. Well, no, Bernie took money from all his supporters. Well, he did. Then that. he cashed that in. Biden bought him out, shut him up, and now Biden's backing on Bernie. Bernie's back. Ber- Biden. Yeah, Bernie's back in Biden. Right. And did you see who he? Uh... Has he picked a VP yet? He has a... Uh, I know uh, he said it was going to be female. Yeah. Which he's just trying to get the female vote I'm trying to think because I've seen it earlier, and I don't know... I don't want to say this and be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was the governor for... I know it's one of the southern states, and I can't remember if it was New Southwestern. It was like New Mexico, maybe? New Mexico or Oklahoma? See, I was thinking that it... I was waiting on him to go with the governor from or from Michigan because she's oh, she's God. liberal, she's Democrat, she's dumb. Her and Biden would get along. She would probably let him sniff her hair. <laughs> <laughs> he mean, wouldn't have to ask. He would just be like, "Let me sniff that hair, lady." 
Yeah. Mm, you use Pantene. <laughs> I mean, he's such a creep. He like, is. He is, but so is Bernie. Oh. Bernie's just got this look about him. This but Bernie's. <laughs> but Bernie's also not. What I'll say about Bernie, and I'm I'm not a Bernie fan, but Bernie has been the same since the 80s. He hasn't like, since he's been in politics, he's always said the same exact things, just over and over and over. He's like, you ever watch Paw Patrol on repeat? Yeah. It's the same thing over and over and over. Like, that's what we've watched all day today is Paw Patrol. That's why it's fresh on my mind. So, I've watched, uh, speaking of Paw Patrol, I've watched Frozen, Frozen 2, Cars, Cars 3, Moana, and... You always skip Cars 2? We skip Cars 2. I'm not a fan of Cars 2. I liked Cars 2. I didn't. I don't like the whole, like, secret agent thing with Cars 2. I thought it was a little sketchy and a little far-fetched, even for Cars and Pixar. Like, I'm a big Pixar and Disney fan, but I think that Cars 2 was just absolutely terrible. Uh, It wasn't... I liked it well enough to watch it. Um, I've watched it a handful of times, but... I think that they went a little too far. And I know I'm going to get some backlash for this one, but Toy Story 4. They was digging pretty deep. I think that they had to end the trilogy. They had to, but they couldn't Well, I, I don't want to say the trilogy because it turned into four movies, but they had a trilogy, one, two, and three, and they had left it so open at the end of three, I think they had to end it somehow. But they ended it openly to where Woody and Buzz. No, Woody and uh, Bo Peep. Bo Peep. Couldn't think of her name. Woody and Bo Peep. They can make a movie about them doing their own thing separately while Buzz runs the house at Bonnie's. Yeah. Like, but see, to me, and this is just my opinion on Toy Story. I like most Pixar movies. Toy Story is probably one of the saddest. Especially 4. Especially 4. And that's what I think they could have done without it. You could have left it at 3 and been... 3 was sad enough as it was because it was kind of depressing. Especially towards the end. Yeah. Whenever Andy's giving all his toys to Bonnie. Bonnie. You could have left it at that. You really well, could have left it Bonnie getting the toys and that been it. Because now you have another child with the toys, and her name's on his boot, and it should have never been another name besides Andy. Yeah. Have you seen the memes going around where they're considering Andy Brashear, the governor of Kentucky, as Andy from Toy Story? It would be about right. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Because you just... Anyways, (laughs) ADD, I swear. But... um, what was we talking about before we went on the whole Disney? Bernie movie? and Bernie, Clyde. Bernie and Cl- and who? Bye. Oh, yeah, I thought Bye. you said Clyde. I was like, who? <laughs> who? Bernie, who? Who's Clyde? It's like Bonnie and Andy. <laughs> so, oh, um, Biden. Let's. I feel that Biden's going to have to have a strong VP, and Bye. I think the only way. Biden can win is he gets a strong VP and then he gets in office and he has a stroke. The VP comes in and takes (laughs) over and that's how the candidacy was going to run because he's in the early stages of Alzheimer's or dementia and it's evident in every single interview he does, every single talk show he does, every single 
Don't you have to pass a physical or something? For the presidency, I think you have to have a mental... A mental... Mental evaluation. Evaluation. Right? But I could be wrong. He's been in Washington so long. He was there when George Washington started politics. Like, he was there when they signed the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> him and Bernie. Bernie was trying to get him to go socialism. And they was like, listen here, Bernie. We're not doing it. Sorry. We know you've been preaching this for 40 years now, but we're still not doing socialism in the United States. And Nancy Pelosi came in a couple years later. Ugh. God, I can't stand that woman. Did you like that meme I sent you? Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. So you never did tell me you're three. Oh, man. So, so in case in case you guys are wondering, the meme had a picture of Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi and Carol Baskins, and it said, fuck one, kill one, marry one. Oh, man. And... <laughs> And if I, never I told him this game. I told him my three. Let's see, what was that on? Okay, my decision is kill Hillary because for one, if you don't kill her first, she's going to kill you. <laughs> Fuck Carol, and then probably marry Nancy because Nancy's got to be pushing that like father time. She's about to go like. She got one on a banana peel and the other in a grave. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I could. I think I could mine take, would have to be pretty close to the same as yours. I, I I could take one for the team and yeah, she dies and I'm rich. Like Look, it is what it is. Have you ever seen what her salary is? Uh-uh. I looked it up a couple of days ago. It's she probably makes ridiculous. Two hundred and seventy some thousand dollars a year. That's it. Yeah, it wasn't nothing great big. I believe that's. Yeah, but she she gets all these funds from like the Democratic Party where. Or she's Speaker of the House. Yeah, I think she, gets, she into- gets like these stipends and stuff like that. And then every time, every time that she does a uh, like like a guest speaker or something, yeah, she gets she paid. Because I watched where Bill Clinton after he was in the president, after he was a president, got out. Every time he would go to these graduation speeches or college speeches at for like town halls or whatever. He would receive a minimum of five hundred thousand well, every look, speech he done. Well, look at this. Obama just bought Martha's Vineyard. Really? That was, might have been. Uh, it might have been a year ago. See that? That surprised me because we've not heard much about Obama since he left office, and oh. I figured we would hear a lot more about him in the news than what we had. I have seen. Uh, I seen Michelle Obama in the news today endorsing Biden. Biden. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's Biden, Biden was Obama's VP, so of course they're going to endorse him. They have to. By they, obligation. They, they do. But... It's not like they're going to endorse Trump. They could just keep their mouth shut now that they're all out of politics. That would be the best bet for a lot of people. Just keep your mouth shut, keep your opinion to yourself, and then let the people decide for themselves. So... I know it doesn't work that let's, way. Okay. We're going to get through 2020 election. I want to go to 2024. I want to project something right now in April of 2020. Republican candidate is either going to be Dan Crenshaw or Trump Jr. Well, let me ask you this, because this is my understanding, and I'm not 100% clear on it, so... From my understanding, where Trump was not impeached by the Senate, that he's eligible for eight more years. No, because it, uh, how is it? 
from my understanding, if he was uh, found or impeached by the House but not by the Senate, your first term was null and void. It might be. Which, if that's the case, you'd have to go to 2028 because it's going to be Trump 2024. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Democrats would lose, like, not Democrats, liberals. Would lose their minds. Like, we would be watching legit heads explode. Oh, man, Nancy Pelosi would have a heart attack. She just... I don't think she'd make it to 2028. I don't think she will anyway, because, I mean, and I mean that in the most respectful way I do, too. I mean... But she's, like, almost 80. She's 70. Well, she could be like that Supreme Court judge that's, like, 95 and still going strong, dude. We need to start putting age limit on these... Or term limits, I feel... On the House and the Senate. On House, on Senate. Supreme Court. These lawmakers that they sit for years, decades. Yes. You know, and laws need change. Don't get me wrong. Laws need change over time. But you can't make them up as you go. Exactly. You know, that's what was a law in 2001 might be void now or what wasn't a law today might need to be a law in five years. I'll tell you what, the world's worst, I can give you a prime example of that. Okay. How often the rules change for a concealed carry permit. I agree. Oh, I fully man. Agree. The standard for that is just non-existent. It well, just changes and changes and changes and somebody's always coming up with something different and your reciprocity doesn't stay the same. A which, rule I think that needs to change is... Drinking age. Well, here, okay. I'm glad you brought that up, Kyle. Because if I can be 18 to enlist in the military, mm-hmm. and I can be 18 to vote, and I can be 18 to gamble, and you can well, be 18 to buy cigarettes and used stuff. Used to be. Well, used now to, you got to be 21, which be is 21. stupid. But if I'm gonna, I don't well, even smoke or chew, and I think it's stupid. I'm gonna reiterate. If I have to be 21 to buy a can of snuff, chewing tobacco, cigarettes, cigars, anything I want to buy is tobacco related. I better have to be 21 to enlist. I better have to be 21 to vote. Well, you got to think, a lot of these people in the military, they go through a lot of stress. And they and one way, one way to deal with stress is smoking or chewing, chewing tobacco. Yeah. And I don't chew. I don't smoke. I've dealt with some stressful situations in my life and stressful positions in my life with work. But nothing compared to what active military members deal with on a daily basis or even when they're deployed. So very much so. I can't sit here and say that I would have never done it. I just know when I was at the age that most guys were trying snuff and snuff and cigars and cigarettes, my dad they thought he had lip cancer. So it kind of deterred me away from even wanting to try it at that point in time in high school. And I just I know I have an addictive personality as it is, so I know like if I try it, I'm probably going to like it, and I'm probably going to be addicted to it. So I'm just—I feel like I'm 30. I've not tried it yet. I don't feel I'm going to need to. I've been going strong with the tobacco product for about 12 years, something like that. I started smoking cigars when I was like 18, 17, something like that. But I started dipping whenever I was about. I tried it when I was 15, I think, the first time. And I was like, hit or miss whether I do it or not. It wasn't really, uh, I had to. Mm-hmm. It was just one of the cool things to do. But, uh, yeah, 
I, I think if you're going to be able to serve in the military, you should at least be able to... Have a beard. Have a beard. Exactly. I, I fully agree. You know, I think that there's no reason that you should have to be 21. I get that they don't want 18-year-olds in high school drinking alcohol. I get that. We did it anyway. <laughs> For the most part, yeah, we did. But I think that 18-year-olds in high school and 18-year-olds in the military, there's a huge different. maturity like difference in both of them. And the 18-year-olds in the military, especially like your high-stress jobs, like your infantry, your... Uh, Infantry, mortarmen. Yeah, I mean, uh, any of the combat scouts, roles, yeah. medics. Hey, I have a funny story speaking uh-huh. of combat roles. I met a guy whenever I was I was in the middle of transferring units and my new platoon sergeant, I won't mention his name, he held every combat MOS besides Cap Scout. And I asked him why he didn't go ahead and get it. He said, nah, I didn't want it. <laughs> I was like, really? He's like, yeah. He was a tanker. He was freaking infantryman, forward observer, all hmm. kinds of cool stuff. I feel like, see, well, it's not forward observer in the army. What is no, it? I don't, I don't it's know. It's uh, the same thing. Yeah, but not forward. I can't remember what they called it. No. Those are like real stressful jobs too. Yeah, it's dude's freaking because they go out before, like they go out like miles before. Like uh, I watched a documentary on the British Army's forward observers. Yeah. Where they're basically special forces and they go out and they go out like 10 days ahead of everybody else, just two or three guys, and they sit and watch everything for boring that would be. For like 10 to 15 days straight, they lay there, pee and crap themselves. It's almost like being a sniper. It'd be worse than being a sniper because at least with a sniper, you can move a little bit. Like these guys. Get rained on. They piss on themselves. I just. Well, I'll tell you another funny story. I was in a, I was in Fort Knox, and we had got uh, what's the word involuntarily attached to a expeditionary unit. Yeah. Involuntary is a very key word there, and uh, they sent us to Fort Knox, and we go down there, and it's early March, so it's not real, real cold, but it's not real, real warm either. Mm-hmm. So we go in our tents, and we had the heaters hooked up to our tents. I don't know if you've ever seen an army heater, but they're about the size of a big generator. And then they got two outlets on them, and mm-hmm. you can run like two tents off of one. We woke up, and we had a female tent next to us who had stolen our outlet tube and double-heated theirs. It was 12 freaking degrees, dude. That's terrible. You don't know how bad it is to wake up outside until you wake up. And you went to bed in nothing but maybe a pair of long johns and a t-shirt. Oh, man. And you wake up in the third way of your sleeping bag to somebody yelling at you to get out of bed. And you're like, uh-uh, <laughs> not going to happen. Oh, man. I ended up putting my pants down in my sleeping bag and laying on top of them for a little bit, getting nice and warm. Oh, man. That was a long day. I guarantee it. That was actually long. We was there for 30, 29 days, 29 or 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. I went 18 of those without a shower. That was miserable. Nice and crusty. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, there's only uh You kind of figure out pretty quick how many different ways you can wear a pair of underwear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's miserable, man. That was miserable. Mm. Uh, 
Embrace the suck. It's over and done with now. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't see why they never did put term limits on your, on, like your Senate and your House and your Judiciary Committees and your lawmakers. Like, it doesn't the way make I see sense. it, like you have a guy like Bernie who's not passed any bills ever or been behind any laws or any of that the entire time he's been in the Senate, and yet he's still there. Like, after eight years, if you've not done anything, you need to get your shit and get out. Yeah, I agree. Like, you're wasting space for someone who's got a better idea, but just can't. Who's the other lady? Uh, Diana Feinstein? Is Feinstein her last name? You know who I'm talking about. The real old lady that looks like a pug? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. This one's a... She's an elderly woman. (laughs) I'm going to call her elderly. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure her last name's Feinstein. She is, uh, she's got to be pushing 85. Yeah, I just. And she is left wing as left wing can get. Which is fine. I'm not going to bash anybody's political views, but I'm just going to tell you that I think you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's just my opinion. My opinion's right, and you're wrong. Yeah, that's, that could be construed as, uh, uh, what do they call that? It's not a. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Kyle? I, you're asking the wrong person. Mm. I'm, I'm sexting over here. Oh yeah. <laughs> Social good? distancing. Anything you want to share with the class? Uh, no. Uh, no, not tonight. <laughs> Man. There, uh, speaking of social distancing, is there anything about to drive you freaking crazy yet? Not being able to get a draft beer. Oh, that is probably the one thing right now I miss more than anything. Well, we could buy a keg. We could buy a keg, and my brother's got a kegerator, but it's not the same as. I agree. You know, sitting down at B Dubs, getting a draft beer, and watching a baseball game, or. Even just watching that Chive channel that plays people wrecking their skateboards all the time. Yeah. It's just not the same. And, you know, I don't want to sound like an alcoholic, but <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy draft beers. I enjoy different draft beers. I'm not a, I'm not one of these guys that has to drink every night. You know that. But right. I like to sit down and get a draft beer every now and then. I... Uh... I'm going to just go ahead and say, I miss going to the store without feeling like I need to take a shower whenever I get home. I just... I see, I've not felt day. like that. And it might just be something messed up with me. I don't know. But You went to Walmart? <laughs> I've been to Walmart a few times. I go in, I grab the stuff that I need, and then I leave. Like, I don't... Wander around. But I also feel that the only way for our bodies to become immune to something is you have to you have to be around germs. Yeah, you have to because if you sit there and you try to protect yourself constantly Mm -hmm. by these people that's wearing like multi layers gloves, and for the ones of you that are wearing the bandanas as a mask 
You ain't doing shit. You just okay? look like you're out of a John Wayne movie. You, you look like an idiot. Just stop. And stop wearing masks in cars. You're already by yourself. Like, it's... You're not doing shit. And either. then just don't roll the window down if you're going to have a... If you're going to wear a mask in your car, don't roll the window down because you look like an idiot. Kind of look like a jackass. Yeah, I just... I don't, I don't understand people. I, I don't understand I, the whole mask thing. Like, if you're sick, wear a mask. If you're not sick... Don't wear a mask. Yeah. Or if you have somebody at your house that has an immune disorder or is some yeah. kind of... Yeah, I get that. That is fine. But there's no need in you hogging all the masks. There's You can reuse them. I've seen a YouTube video today that showed you how to wash them. Really? Yeah. You can wash an N95 mask. Did not know how. I don't know. I didn't watch the video. I just seen the video. And then it was on Fox News yesterday. I'll tell you what, man. I don't... I I will say that I kill my phone really, really fast now. Yeah. I I no, need to get... A, I need to stay off YouTube, though. Because I get in those rabbit holes where it's like... Your next suggested video. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even a related topic. Like, I'll start out watching music videos. Like, I watch a lot of, like, older punk rock music videos from, like, the early 2000s. And it'll turn into from that to something else to something else. The next thing I know, I'm in this three-hour-long conspiracy video <laughs> that I just can't turn away from, and my phone's on 4% battery, and I'm just like... Where's my charger? Yes, yes. And I'm like, you. oh my gosh, there oh really God. are aliens. Yeah. Whatever happened to the Area 51? The I don't what? know. Like, <laughs> Was there anybody showed up to that? Because that kind of fell off pretty quick. So what's your thoughts on Area 51? It's there. I know it's there. I like everybody knows it's there. Like the government's not even hiding that it's there because they have so much security around it. I think if you want my, I, I don't think there's aliens there. I, I don't, don't think, think there's, there's aliens UFO either. Or, I think, I, I think it's a nuclear testing site. I or, think it's high military. Uh, I was going to say some sort of testing site. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like maybe not nuclear. Like in my opinion, it could be. Could I mean, don't not, know. but. Um, I was just taking a guess. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I guarantee they, they do weapons testing. Of some sort. Of some sort. Yeah. Or they that's where they like build their stealth fighters or stuff like that. Yeah, I could see that. Drones, that kind of things. Yeah. You can actually get on Google Earth and find it. Yeah, but sure. you can't zoom in. Oh, yeah. You know you can't zoom in on uh, military bases as well? Yeah, you can. I have found my barracks from basic training. Really? On Google Earth. Hmm. No, I did not do it on my phone. Okay. Yeah, I, I tried it on use, my phone. I had to use a... Laptop? Uh, I, yeah, I believe that's what I used. Um, but yeah, I could zoom right in there. and You could go in as far to see the PT pit behind your building. <laughs> hmm. Wasn't nobody crawling there, though. <laughs> no sugar cookies that day? No sugar cookies. Well, ours was a... Uh, oh, you guys had rubber tires? Yeah, we had rubber tires. So Screw everything was that. black. That's awful. Oh, it was terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. It was terrible after breakfast to have to go crawl through that crap. And then after I want to go do it again. I don't know. The human sugar cookie's pretty awful. Ah, yeah, I'd say. <laughs> I would say. But, yeah. So, uh, anything else that we're uh, missing on today's episode? I know um, that I've found that I get lost in TikTok very, very easy. I don't have TikTok. It is like 15 second 
stupid, yeah. funny, kind of funny, kind of more. I've, I've stupid. been putting off downloading it. Oh, it pops up on like things I should download all the time on my uh, your app store. App store, yeah. And I'm just like, eh, I don't think I want to do that yet. It just, is. I mean, I'm already glued to my phone a lot with work every day, like right. with texting, phone calls, emails. Um, or progress app that even with Snapchat, Snapchat's getting ridiculous right now just because everybody is bored and everybody is home except for those few of us essential employees. But I's important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can't even spell important, but we're important. Yeah. But uh, we, uh, I'm glued to my phone a lot, and I think that's why. I don't want another reason to be on it right now. Right, I agree. So, that's kind of why I don't have Instagram. I know you've created us an Instagram and you have Instagram, but I'm still trying to get yeah, there's a, a Technology has ruined us as a whole. I don't even read the shampoo bottles when I go poop anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember having to do that before there was internet? Yeah. Oh, man. That was terrible time. Terrible, yeah. terrible time. It was a lot simpler time. Yeah. You didn't take a 45-minute bathroom break. True. If you did, people knew what you were doing. Hey, you know something, and I've been thinking about this for a long time, and I'm just going to bring it up because I know we've never talked about it. Oh, God. Um. So there's some guys I know that are into doing certain things. Go-kart racing as grown men. What's your opinion? Go-kart racing? As a grown man. Like legit racing? Like dirt track go-kart racing. I used to do it when I was a kid. Yeah, well, there's your key word. What's wrong with it? When you was a kid. Dude, there's nothing things, wrong with it. Those things go 80 miles an hour. I agree, and I understand that. I would do it right now if I didn't have kids. There's The only thing that I have an issue with with it is as much money as you throw at this, dirt, or this go-kart, mm-hmm. you could... Essentially, buy either a drag car or a dirt car. Not or at least put a pretty good dent in one. Not necessarily. I mean, if you look at a dirt car, say you, say you buy a modified or late model. Okay. You're looking at. Well, late model and modified. You can buy a modified rolling chassis for twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah, but then you got to buy the motor and a tranny. Depending That's, on what class you're around. That's where your money's going to come in at, depending on what class you're in. Because say if you're in a sport mod class, you'd run a 350 block. Yeah. You could buy a 350 block for... Yeah, but you get... <laughs> which 383's that, on a 350 block, and you could buy that, a 383 Dad used to build a couple grand. Dad used to build a few cars for some local guys. Right. He built the cars, he built the motors, and he built the transmissions. Total car package for X amount. Right. The average cost, and this was in the early 90s. Right. The average cost then of the 350 motor yeah. was 5500 Yeah. The average cost of the tranny then was right around three grand. Then the chassis was another 50, about five or 6000 Yeah. You can buy a total go-kart kit. You could probably, let's see, I built the frame. We had a Briggs & Stratton motor that I had rebuilt. And I was in middle. I was in middle school. Rebuilt the Bridge and Stratton motor myself. Um, 
brand new pistons, brand new lifters, brand new exhaust. We had 1,500 in the total car. Yeah, but you weren't running 80 miles an hour, though. 60. 60? And I was in middle school. Oh, that's not too bad. Not too bad. I was, I was an inch off the ground, dude. Yeah. If I wouldn't have wrecked, I, I probably would have kept with it. But uh, I had an accident. I had a wreck, and I got scared. I was like 13, 12 or 13. And I come out of turn two. When I came out of turn two, I had came high, and I got kind of pushed off the track. Well, the track dropped off. The backside of it. Yeah. And I came out of the cart. And when I came out of the cart, my, the steering wheel caught my legs. So the way you sit down inside those carts. Right. And when it caught my legs, it pulled me back down. And I landed my ribs on top of the uh, motor. And it bruised my ribs real bad. But, you know, I was 12 or 13 years old and I got scared. Right. Honestly. I mean, I I'm not, like, not going to sit there and like, act like a badass, but I, I legit got scared. I just feel like that as an adult, it would be more fun yeah, it might be more money, but it'd be worth it because your payout's a little more. Your payout is a little bit car. more. Um, some people just don't have the kind of experience that you need to try to get into dirt track. That's true. And go-karts would be a great way to learn about the experience and a good starter course on if you want to get into like yeah. late models or modifieds. Right. Or like, even sprints for that matter. I think sprints would be a blast. There ain't nobody around here ever races sprints. I know, but they, uh, I love watching sprint car racing. Oh, dude. I absolutely love amazing. it. I'm not a big fan of NASCAR. Like, I'll watch NASCAR every now and then, or I'll go to the tracks with my brother I'll and my like dad. I the track. Um, they always camp at Charlotte every year yeah. for the Bristol's 600. Bristol's my favorite. They've never been to Bristol. Bristol's short track, man. It's great. But. Charlotte's a good time when you're in the camp because you're camping in the infield. You're there all weekend. And you drink a lot of beer. You drink a lot of beer. But um, it's a good time. I I feel that they have dramatized NASCAR, and I think that's why I don't like it that much anymore. Um, that and a lot of the older drivers that we grew, we grew up, up with they you know, they're anymore. no longer racing and you know i i feel that this younger generation yeah they're gonna bring a lot to the table they have been bringing a lot to the table yeah but i feel that it's just not the same without watching jeff gordon without watching tony stewart without watching i'm not even going to go that far as in, in dale jarrett's like phase i'm just going to go in the last set of drivers oh, that, yeah. like dale jr tony stewart kevin harvick still races but this is probably going to be his last year right um and you don't have any good sponsors anymore i mean uh, you don't even have any good car schemes anymore no nah. everything's plain they yeah. just i remember when uh jr had that baseball themed car and then he won that race with that car i think it was the if I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken. I don't, I don't have a laptop in front of me to tell me the exact race, but I'm thinking it was the night race at Daytona, the Pepsi 400. Sounds right. I think it was a Pepsi 400 when he won with the baseball-themed car, and my brother had bought a one of those cars that you used to get all the time, the big ones. He had found one and bought one before like the race had happened because yeah. he knew it was coming out. 
They had previewed it like the week before. They pushed those lines out. Well, he got one. But then it's still in the package that he never opened it. So yeah. you know that it's gonna it's probably worth hundred two hundred bucks, but yeah. It's just it's insane to think about those drivers are no longer in the sport. And I just feel they've these new this new generation of drivers is just not the same. I agree. I agree. But I guess I'd have to give it a chance for it. Speaking of baseball, mm-hmm. what's uh from what I can think of, I think today was uh would have been the regular opening day for regular season if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So who's your top three all time favorite players? Oh goodness. Um that you've got to at least watch on T V playing. Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. When he was with the Mariners. Yeah. I would agree with that one. Um, I always did like watching Griffey play. I always loved his bat swing. Like, yeah. he's got the smoothest bat swing. Like, whenever he was younger, and it, when it was just such a fluid motion, like, there was no wasted energy at all. Yeah. And, and I can go ahead and name my other two. Go ahead. Because, and me and you grew up about the same time frame, I think you'll almost agree with this, is Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Because no. watching that home run derby... Not I'm gonna derby, have to but go with challenge. Randy Johnson. Yeah, Randy Johnson. And uh, God, I even like Mike Piazza pretty well. I don't. I tried to get his autograph at the Red Stadium one year, and <laughs> he snubbed us, and Dad called him a dick. <laughs> yeah, we was we were little. We were like, God, we were in elementary school. Well, Mike Piazza retired in what was late nineties. Like, yeah. <laughs> we were we were in elementary school. Yeah, and. We were some of the first ones there at the stadium, and they were doing warm-ups to Metzler, and Dad tried to get an autograph from me and Jonathan from, you know, Mike Piazza, because we had, we was right on the third baseline, that's the away side, right? Yeah. Yeah. We was right on the third baseline, right behind the dugout, and Mike Piazza came out, and uh, Dad was like, hey, can you get, can you get the boys' autographs? And he just snubbed us, and Dad called him a dick right then and there, (laughs) so... Which I don't care now. I think it's kind of funny. Oh, but yeah. um, Randy Johnson, King Griffey Jr., and I'm trying to think of another. I mean, I've got all kinds, but trying to say your favorite of something is always hard because I've got so I put many. You on the spot. And you I put me on the you... spot. You didn't even give me a heads up earlier on in the day. No. Um, We're just kind okay. Of okay. Day, I am going to go with a second baseman from the Pirates, Pokey Reese. Oh man, Pokey Reese! Man, he had hops. Oh. Like he didn't play very long in uh, the MLB that I remember, but there was nothing that would get past him. You know who he reminded? Well, I'm not going to say who he reminded me of, but two guys that my grandpa watched growing up religiously. And I'll take you way back was Andrew and Chipper Jones for the yep. Atlanta Braves. Yeah, I'll never forget that as long as I live. That was as a kid going to Papal's house. I was watching the Atlanta Braves play and Andrew and Chipper Jones. That's that's one thing I hate about this social distancing right now. Like my Papal, he grew up listening to baseball and radio. Yeah, and then you know, ever since I can remember, that's all he watches in the summer is baseball, baseball. games. I mean, he would go from one game, as soon as it would end, he'd go to watch another it game. It didn't matter who was playing. No. It was baseball. It didn't matter who was playing. That's just it. Like, 
he just loved the game itself. Yeah, and and right now, like with sports being kind of out of the question, like he's not able to do that. All he's watching is the news, and who wants to watch that depressing shit oh all day? It, God, I can't. I can't. Five minutes it. into it, yeah. I, I gotta walk away. I can't even handle it right now. I can read it more so than watch it because I. T- I don't trust the American news. I don't trust the American media, and I hate to say it. I don't even trust Fox News's media because everything is so biased. I don't know what they're telling us, and I don't know if it's true or not. The only thing I've been watching here recently is Trump's live talks because you know it's pretty well alive and yeah. he can't nobody can doctor it too often. A much. lot of the stuff that I've been watching on YouTube is world news because that's the only place that you're going to get the truth about what's going on in America. I hate to say it, yeah. I watch a lot of Australian news, yeah. and you know they're <laughs> they're kind of funny because well, first and foremost, it's their accents funny. People say I sound Australian all the time and. I, I don't know. I might. I, I but um, speaking of sounding, they yeah. give Biden so much shit. They do. Like because he's a dumb dumb. <laughs> there was there's an interview, and I'll send it to you later, and I'll I'll have him tag it in the link on the description for uh, the podcast on the Instagram. So there was a video I watched. Where the news anchor, it's all, it's in Australia, and she's talking. She's like, "So Bernie dropped out of the race, and they're going through the whole spill we went through earlier." And he's like, "So now we're going to get to see Joe Biden and Donald Trump debate head to head." He's and she's like, "This is going to be the best stuff ever." She's like, "I don't know if they they make enough popcorn for what's about to happen to Joe Biden in this." He said, "Joe Biden's going to be wanting to fight." And Donald Trump's just going to be agging it on. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know what would be absolutely hilarious if Biden just kind of walked over and tried to sniff Donald's hair? Oh. Oh, dude, I'd laugh so hard. So, do you think he has a comb over or is it a toupee? Uh, this, is a, this, is, this needs to be discussed. I don't honestly know how old Donald Trump is. He's 72. Is he? Yeah, I think. Uh, then it's probably... I think it's a comb over. I think it's a comb over. It doesn't look I think it's thinning. Enough. I think it's thinning really bad. Yeah, but it's especially in the back. I used to work for a guy that had a toupee, and it didn't look like that. <laughs> I had a history professor in college who had a, two, who had a uh, comb over. Oh and one day... I think the, we had the same guy. <laughs> probably. He was a chemistry professor. Oh, and, not chemistry. I thought you said history. No, it was uh, chemistry. Yeah, it was definitely mind. chemistry. Never mind. But it only grew on like one side of his head. His hair did. Oh. And he would throw the whole <laughs> thing over. I mean, it was like a sideways ponytail. Throw the whole thing over his head and then lap it over the ear on the other side. So he had long hair on one side, but he threw it all over his head to cover up the other side, but his ear was still exposed on... <laughs> One well, side, yeah, and I was just like, "What are you doing? Just shave your head, dude." Just shave it. At least look like Mr. Burns off the Simpsons. I mean, just like, make the horseshoe and be done. Because uh, you know, I wouldn't even make the horseshoe. I just shave the whole thing bald. If I was, if I was at that point, I just take it all off. Yeah. Who cares? Bake and it. speaking of, you know what? I'm ready for barbershops to open back up. You look like it. I am getting shaggy. You. I kind of have a mullet. You, you're past shaggy. I just go ahead and shave it. Let me give you a mullet. Well, that's the plan. Sarah wants me to grow a man bun. No. I'm not looking forward to that. Don't do, I, I don't, don't do a man bun. Don't do a man bun. Do a mullet. mullet and be 
do a mullet and just be done with it. Like, but if I grow a mullet, then I have to shave into the uh, Tiger King kind of thing. <laughs> no, don't shave the Tiger King. That's creepy. <laughs> oh, but man, you could funny. shave like Joe Dirt and leave it all white trashy. Oh, dude, just patch it up. Patch it up. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. No. It's Joe Dierte. Joe Dierte. Dierte. Yeah. Uh, We're trying to church it up, Joe Dirt. <laughs> I love that movie. I love David Spade. Watch the garden, dig it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. You like to see homos naked. <laughs> That's cool, man. <laughs> I'm your sister. I'm your sister. Oh, oh God. Man. Good stuff. Good, Good stuff. stuff. If you've never seen Joe Dirt, please watch it. Yeah. I've never seen Joe Dirt, too. Hey. I feel like it'd be a letdown. It was. Yeah, it's like um, it's like Dumb and Dumb or yeah, I, I feel that with comedies, they need to quit making like sequels. Oh my god, yes. Like, American Pie was okay with one, two, and three. And then but American, then after the third one, oh. it just kind of went downhill when they went to Beta House. And, and you know, now have you tried to watch American Pie in a long time? No. It's dumb. Like the original? Yes. Yeah. Like, I, and The Hangover is the same way. I feel like I watched it the other day and I was like, you know what? This isn't as funny as it used to be. Yeah, I feel like. Once you watch, see, I'm the type of person that I'm not just going to sit down and rewatch a movie. The only movie I can rewatch is Van Wilder, uh, yeah, because I love Ryan Reynolds yeah. and I think the movie's hilarious. That Mine or is, uh, uh, Waiting, yeah, Waiting's funny. But but you know what movie I can watch over and over and over again and quote it, and it's one of my all-time favorite movies. Happy Gilmore, Dazed and Confused. Really? Yes. I don't, know and I don't know why, but I got into watching Dazed and Confused when I was in high school. And I can, uh, I don't know. It was that one and uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I used to sneak and watch it just because it showed boobies <laughs> when, I in, when I was in middle school. Mom was like, what are you watching? And I'm like, uh, nothing. <laughs> and it was a VHS tape. So you'd have to like, re- you'd have to like fast forward like, Where's the boobies? Oh, there they are. Found oh, them. Oh, man, I missed it. Now I got to rewind it. Yeah. Oh, do you remember going to, down here to movie gallery and having to rewind everything oh, before you God, turn it back? Yes. Or what was the video update before video the movie update. gallery? Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Oh. Well, I think we've talked about a lot of shit tonight. I think you are correct. Um, I think that it's getting late. It is. It's eleven fourteen. I'm, I'm out of beer, almost. I've got a couple in the fridge at the house. And we're gonna meet back up. Let's say later in the week. We'll discuss it. We'll that figure it out. Sounds good to me. And uh, if you're listening to this, please do us a favor and rate and review us, and just kind of let us know what you guys think and what needs to change. Or if there's anything you want to hear, just let us know. Yeah. Um, if you want to give us any talking points, just let us know. Alrighty, and that's it for this week's episode, and we'll see you next week.